You're listening to the serial podcast production of Hidden Things, written and read by Doyce Testerman. This is episode 22, brought to you by Kickstarter backers Sean Wisler and Jeremiah Gale. Interlude Baby? Callie? Honey? Mm. You sleeping? Mm. Okay, I'll leave you alone. Hey, uh, what are you doing? Nothing. That? Mm. That doesn't feel like nothing. Glad to hear it. I was sleeping. Couldn't be. I was. I'm a perfect gentleman. I would never disturb you when you're sleeping. Hmm. Am I disturbing you? Just... Hmm? Just shut up and keep doing that. This? No. Oh, okay. This? You're smiling. You can't possibly know that. The lights are off. I can hear it when you're smiling. I always can. Hmm. Neat trick. This? Callie? Yeah. Yeah, do do that. You sure? Bastard. Now you're smiling. And what a mouth on you. I learned it all from you. That's new. I've been reading in my spare time. It's a good book. Come here. Callie? Hmm. Yeah. We need to get going. Callie? Yeah. I know. I'd just rather stay here. It'll be good to see everyone. I'm looking forward to meeting your folks. I'm not. You don't want me to meet them? No. You go and meet them. I'll just stay here. <laughs> Funny girl. We should really get going, though. We're going to be late. Hmm. I'm tired. Someone woke me up in the middle of the night. Hotel pixies. Deadly little guys. Hmm. Come here. Sure. What's up? I think the pixies are back. Hey, now we need to... You said something? Didn't say a thing. That's what I thought. You like the pixies? They must have been reading that book of mine. I don't need a damn book. Chapter 15 When Calliope woke up, the hotel room looked wrong. Shabby. Smelled wrong. Also, her shoulder ached and she couldn't remember when... You talk in your sleep. Memory came rushing back. Hmm. Vicus sat in the chair Calliope had sat in the day before, his ludicrous feet up on another chair, legs crossed at the ankles. Yeah, something about plowing the graveyard would make for good corn... He glanced down at the motel key he was toying with. Some other stuff. 
Calliope could feel the heat creep into her face. She rolled onto her left shoulder, which faced her away from Vicus and was marginally less uncomfortable. How... how long have you been up? A few hours. You hog the bed, too. Sorry. It's all right. I wasn't sleeping that well, either. She heard him shift in the chair, set his feet on the carpet. You think you're up to a little hike? He waited. Callie? I was thinking, Calliope said, but didn't continue, suddenly nervous. Again, Vicus waited before speaking. Yeah? Nothing. Doesn't sound like nothing. She closed her eyes, as if bracing for impact. Maybe we should just... forget about it. Ficus didn't say anything immediately, but Calliope was certain it wasn't because he was waiting on her. Forget about it. His voice was flat. Not forget, forget, but I don't know if we should... She rolled to her back and slowly sat up, swinging her legs to the floor. I mean, what are we going to find? Are we going to find the guy that killed Josh? Because right now we aren't exactly going to beat a confession out of him. Vicus watched her, his expression as blank as the white, red, and greens of his face could be. You're scared about what's coming. Calliope shook her head. Not scared, I'm just... She paused. Well, yeah, actually, I am scared about it. We've been dealing with Fagos, Walker. They don't even have anything to do with this, and we're getting our asses handed to us. What's the big bad going to be? Ficus gestured with a gloved hand. This isn't a video game, Callie. The big boss with the thousand hit points doesn't have to be the one waiting for you at the end. Who says the end is even the end? Life keeps going. Maybe. Sure, maybe. We could die. We could save the world. Lots could happen. We could turn around and go home. Vicus hesitated. Yeah. Doesn't sound much like you, but yeah, we could do that. Calliope glanced up at Vicus, caught his expression, and looked away. It's just, Josh is already gone. I don't want to find out what else I can lose. I'm tired of losing. Vicus's eyes never moved. You said you made a deal that could bring him back. Calliope met his gaze, and you made it sound like a bad deal. It's your deal to make. He shifted in the chair, his shoulders moving in the slightly wrong way that they had. I'm not going to tell you how this has to go. I'm the guide, and that's my job. I show you the way, and you make your own choices. You don't have a job. You have a life. If you want to make a deal, you can. If you want to turn around, you can. He leaned forward, resting his elbows on the knees of his worn and stained pants. I'm ready to go on. You tell me if you are. Calliope didn't immediately react. Her eyes were wide and unfocused, and she stared without blinking at the old and faded carpet. You're wrong, you know. Hmm, Vicus grunted. About what? Turning around and going home, she said. Her voice was distant and flat, the emotion sapped out of it by exhaustion. It sounds exactly like me. She thought of the argument they'd had as they'd left Los Angeles. But you know that. I know some history, Callie, Ficus replied, 
His voice was low and had lost some of its perpetual rough edge. And I know you, today. They aren't always the same thing. He blew air through his teeth. But all that means is you're stuck deciding yes or no. Calliope nodded, still facing the opposite side of the room, her thoughts, perhaps, inevitably, on another trip. You don't want me to meet your folks? Let's keep going. Vicus looked up. Yeah? Calliope still didn't look up. Yeah. Give me a few minutes, but... Yeah. All right. She heard the now familiar rustle that signaled the donning of his concealing hood. I'll wait outside. Scream in agony if you need help with the shoulder. You'll want the sweater. He stood. Sure. Hey, can you do me a favor? Vicus didn't reply, merely waited. Could you... Calliope pulled at the edge of the unused bed cover. It's not personal, but... Could you not call me Callie? She looked up at Vicus, then down. It was sort of Josh's thing. Sure, Vicus said. Sure, consider it done. The motel door opened. Closed. Calliope was alone. Josh? Mikey sits on the floor, shoving matchbox cars around the carpet. Josh sighs. Yeah. He doesn't like being interrupted when he's reading, and his brother does it all the time. Do dragons really have beaks, like it says in the Pooh story? Josh shrugs. Just some of them. Yeah? Yeah. Josh leans back and looks at the ceiling. But the ones around here have lots of teeth instead. Cool. And scales. Cool. Mikey picks up a car and swooshes it through the air like a plane. I want to meet a dragon. It'd eat you. Would not. It'd eat the whole house. Then the town. I'd make it like me. Then we'd do stuff together. Mikey lowers his arm to the floor. He is staring out the window. We'd have adventures all the time. Like forever. Josh snorts. There's no such thing as forever, doofus. There is too. Josh rolls his eyes at his younger brother's back. Whatever. Anyway, you'd grow up and have to do grown-up stuff. Mikey shakes his head. We're not going to. Josh makes a face, scratching under the edge of the cast on his right arm. You're a dork. Of course we are. No, we're not! Mikey jumps up, face red, hands knotted in fists at his side. His whole body is shaking. Josh looks away from Mikey, back to his book. Cool your jets, little man. The words are out before he even knows they're coming. Words their dad used to say. Tears are running down Mikey's face. Josh raises a hand toward his brother, the one not in the cast, but the boy whirls and runs from the room, yelling at Josh, at the world, at nothing, repeating his denial over and over until the words lose their meaning, empty echoes in the empty house, holding nothing but the anger. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hidden Things Audiobook Podcast. This DRM-free production was made possible by the Hidden Things Audiobook Kickstarter backers and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 license. As always, watch out for the hidden things.